You're listening to Around Comics, episode 182, Emerald City Comic Con Special. Seattle, Washington, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week our revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. Normally, Around Comics is recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago, but this week we're coming to you from Seattle and the Emerald City Comic Con. You can find more about the Comic Con by visiting EmeraldCityComicCon.com. It's too late now if you're not here. <laughs> Forget it. You're going to be in a big line. And this episode of Around Comics is Ethan brought Man to you... Ethan Skyver has already closed his commission yeah, list. Yeah, it's done. No, we don't this, know that for sure. We don't know that. This episode of Around Comics is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, <laughs> essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices. And right now, InStockTrades.com is offering the Invincible Iron Man Omnibus at an amazing 37% off the cover price. Pick up the earliest adventures of everyone's favorite ironclad Avenger for only $62.99. You can pick from any of the three variant covers, and remember, all orders over $50 do, in fact, ship for free. Hi, guys. Hey, what's up? Going? Hey, this... I'm back! I know. On top of on top of this being a, a convention special, this is our, our reunion tour. Brian, <laughs> Brian Salazar this is, is like, back um, with hello. us. This is Cher's like, reunion tour, where every four months we're going to get back together. And uh, and really just suck all all, all of our fans like energy. Out I refuse to wear the crotchless panties though. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> no one asked you to. <laughs> yeah. Refuse anything. Well, as for, long as it comes with bourbon, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, well, enough bourbon, and yeah. you never know what's going to happen. First, first, before we before we jump into stuff here, I definitely want to thank Jim Demonakis and all the staff at Emerald City Con, and oh, the, and, and and Chris Chavez for sending us the plug button there. Um, Seattle uh, impressions from the first I day. I love it. Seattle's an awesome city. It's, this is the first time here. It's uh, beautiful. People clean, are strong, fresh, beautiful, <laughs> fast. Uh, lots There's of trees. There's hills. Uh, every I think like every weekend they have a half marathon where they force kids in Seattle to run, <laughs> run around downtown. Grow them strong. From what I know. But it was a blast. We had a good. Uh, we had a great time yesterday, just checking out the city. Went to the fish market. They throw fish. And yep. Yeah. So patchouli oil and I don't everything. Know, we went to a baseball game, and we had fresh roasted peanuts. They were outstanding. Uh, we got into a fight with someone outside. It's Mariners fan. <laughs> I had to slap. Yeah. What were they? What were they doing at their home ballpark? Oh, hey. Bailed out. <laughs> we had time to hit up some bars. So, um, note to anyone who's coming to Seattle, um, there's a bar called Linda's that's always recommended. If your ID in any way isn't uh, exactly what it is in the book, <laughs> they won't let you in even if you're 29 years old. Even if you a- try and an accountant. Twice. Say an accountant. I have a job. <laughs> if, if you show up with, uh, if, you, if you show up oh. with several 30-year-old men yeah and, and you, you you don't look in any way <laughs> under <laughs> under 21 you're balding and the man says listen i'm looking at your id i believe you, <laughs> yeah. you i can't understand that you are a 29-year-old accountant in a half zip sweater <laughs> oh well that was that one was a full zip cardigan okay, yesterday well, okay what even underage so? kid wears a sweater no like that no one does <laughs> and he and he's looking at you and you i'm still i'm still not letting it's, you it's it's the law man it's the law what age kid is balding <laughs> Um, sad, sad, sagging, beaten sagging, down sagging, by life. Not, not worn as, down by life. Yeah. No kid can drink like that. That takes years. Wisconsin. Of I mean, yeah, you know, that's how we grow. Hey, folks, uh, uh, you should know that that voice, by the way. This is, uh, in fact, Josh from iFanboy. Josh, how you doing? I'm hijacking your show. <laughs> yes. Actually, we needed the mic check. 
Oh, okay. That's right. We forgot that. And, and, there, and there's Connor ringing the, ringing the bell. So, and oh, Tom Caters. I don't think I introduced you. So. Sorry. And if you were at the con, you had the opportunity to pick up a con program. You'll get to see the wonderful uh, representation of the iFanboy crew on the back of the... the pop art visage. Oh, it's, I, it's I heard photorealistic. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm happy with my image. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I thought Connors was the best. Connors, yeah. Connors is a little sad. <laughs> Con- well, so, so is Connors. Ooh, look what happened Ooh. to me. Well, I, t- I tell you what, you know, we pride ourselves on not being just an entertaining show, but an edutaining show. And since we're coming to you from Seattle, I, uh, I did some prep work, some research, and we have some uh, some fascinating facts on the city of Seattle. Stay away from the Stay away from the bell. Stay you mentioned one business, though. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that there's Starbucks in Seattle? What? <laughs> um, Seattle, the Seattle area has been inhabited for over 4,000 years. Wow. And it's rained for 3,998 yeah. of those. What does that mean, though? Like, are there other areas that haven't there been were, it's, inhabited? It's Tyrannosaurus. Had, in the Mojave Desert, for population example. Population for over 4,000 years. Uh, but the first European settlement uh, was in 1851. The city has an approximate population and, and they of, took over. of yeah. 600,000 in the city proper, but 4 million in the metro area. Nicknames of Seattle include the Queen City, Jet City, Rain City, the Gateway to Alaska, and the current official name, the Emerald City. Queen City? Isn't it bad for your city's Queen. self-esteem to be the gateway to another place? I grew, I grew up on your way to Alaska. I grew up around St. Louis, so I know all about yeah. that. When did Freddie Mercury dub this Queen City? <laughs> is it not in? Yeah. Is it not in King County though? It's planted that that flag. is true. Yeah, planted the Queen flag. The queen so flag. there are a lot of smart people here. Uh, Seattle is the most educated city in the country, with almost fifty percent of the residents over the age of twenty-five have at least a bachelor's degree. Wow, a lot of people. Uh, not I will say that this isn't. If you are a right-thinking American, this probably right isn't the best, best white right <laughs> wink wink place to be. <laughs> We're, yeah, we're plugging ready, like political conventions plug. now. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna, the new format is Tom's conservative manifesto. <laughs> wow! That's a character. Before I we get into this, though, can we talk a little about immigration? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, but only from Canadians. I'm fighting Lou Dobbs style right now. <laughs> Seattle is known for its rainfall, and uh, it, and it uh, it does How have much an. Do you a- have here? Oh, just a couple more. Wikipedia URL. Yeah, Th- this was in, it's it's only 37.1 inches a year, which is less than New York, Atlanta, New York. Houston, and most of the eastern seaboard. So wow, yes, fascinating. Okay, so I'm done. Can you That's find something out for me by tomorrow? Yes. How sure. many home runs does Jose Canseco hit in Seattle? That's in, the only in, in Seattle. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can I can Look find that home, home runs by ballpark. I bet over under five. Five in yeah. Seattle. Are we going to talk about comics? Let's talk about some comic books. All right. We've got, uh, we've got a, a very knowledgeable guest here with us. Well. So. Pontificate, Josh. Go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go. This is our new <laughs> format. <laughs> for us, will you? I'm, I'm, I'm really not prepared, but if there's anybody who can just talk ad nauseum uh, straight for a lot of time, I'm your man. <laughs> so this uh, uh, another convention for you guys. You've yeah. I, I've seen it at WonderCon this year in New York and now Seattle. Have you guys hit any other conventions? Uh, no, that would be all, and we've got one left. We're gonna Here. go to San Diego. Oh, okay. Uh, at the end of the year, and that's four is a lot. Yeah. In a year, that's what I'm learning. It's a lot of kissing babies and yeah, and 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 social misunderstandings. Yeah. Wow. I gotta be on my toes here because of the back of the cover. You know, like people every, are gonna know who you guys are. Yeah. If but, if someone asks you for an autograph, can I? Slap if that them? happens, then we all then we all need to stop because the world has gone <laughs> off its if axis. There's something that's woefully woefully. I'm wrong. a I'm a I'm a fan who talks about artists that not a lot of people know about. <laughs> that's what we do. I mean, how giant of a head can you get doing that? Full head though. So very, I, shouldn't very small. Ordered, I shouldn't have ordered that gold trim suit that I was gonna wear. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you, what, we've been we've been on hiatus for quite a while, but we came back a couple weeks ago. But uh, but Sal, yes. you, uh, this is kind of kind of your first chance to uh, to get behind the mic. What uh, what have you been reading uh, over the last like four comments. months? I, uh, I or anything that that stuck in your stuck in your melon? I haven't been reading a whole lot, um, quite honestly. <laughs> uh, I have uh, like huge I have like huge stacks of trades that I need to read at some point. But every time I pick one up, I just go eh. 
I don't feel like reading it, but it's I did not start, a ringing start, endorsement for comics. Well, it's not anything about the comics haven't changed. It's just you, you know, have. I've, I've changed. I've grown as a person, and no. What is that? Um, I did start reading uh, 100 Bullets again from the beginning, and wow, it makes a whole lot more sense if you read it in like 50 pay or 50 issue chunks. It uh, it makes so if you take two days <laughs> and you don't do anything but read that book, <laughs> it makes then, a lot then of then sense. it's rewarding. It all comes together, and then but if uh, you read it over the course of four years, it makes no sense. No, nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm I'm planning on doing that someday. Because yep. I, uh, I have the first fifty, not really too far after that. <laughs> I I kept getting that series, but I haven't read it in over a year. It, I keep it's accumulating really the, the 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 issues, and that's been my plan the entire time was to. Uh, but it does it does make complete sense if you read. You just have to read it in big chunks because there was it's too many characters, yeah, and it was you know, so. It lost me when it had. Uh, it lost me around like the fifth or sixth issue as soon as it really yeah but i really liked the first story and i thought it was the the whole bullets thing was just going to be a framing device to tell stories and then as soon as the conspiracy part started coming in i was sort of like uh, well that, that's actually i mean that was exactly my complaint about it although I, I would say that that lasted probably 20 issues or so if you remember mm-hmm. i think issue 11 or 12 I don't, I don't ever remember specific issue numbers. Was about a waitress or something. Like it, it was yeah, a single they, issue yeah, story. They, they it was one of the some best single issues in a couple of smaller. It was a fantastic. I remember whatever it was, ten, eleven, twelve, somewhere in there. It was yeah. a single issue one that was one of the best stories I've ever read in comics, which kept me around for probably the next forty, 40 issues, issues when I wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> well, the, I really love that issue from four years ago. Yeah. It is a sprawling conspiracy, but it it it, it does make a lot more sense if you, if it, you are it, reading. It's funny it. with a comic like that, you tend to blame yourself. I'm not good enough. I'm not you know, so like, like I, understand I just this. have to keep reading it because I'm not getting this, and and uh, yeah, I can't give up on him. I know he's telling a good story, and you know what? Maybe sometimes he's not. There it is. Yeah. And, but it, but it's scary if you ever see a Brian Azarill at a convention. It's it's very scary to walk up to him he and ask him questions. Oh yeah. He loves conventions. He loves the people. He's a people person. He is a people just, person. If you see him at a convention, go up to him and just start talking and hug. He'll, Big well, hugs. Yeah, yeah big hugs. Before I talk he'll, to he'll enjoy it. Don't tell him I <laughs> told like, you to do that. Before we start talking, come here. Can I give him a hug? Which creator gives the best hugs, then, in your opinion? Uh, no one's actually ever done it. Usually I don't get farther than that. <laughs> they say, uh, please go away. Dan Slot's a big man. He wraps those big, meaty arms around you. Squeezes tight. Wow. It's something. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't. Should we end all our interviews with a hug? A, yeah, well, all of us group <laughs> hug. Parking in Hug Harbor. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I'm all not right. Hug you, Josh. Oh, have, have Miracle Man. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been rereading stuff. That's that's kind of what I've been doing lately. But but you, but you forgot that there was a microphone in front of you. Yeah, well, I haven't done this in a while. I'm <laughs> I know. rusty, man. Knocking oh. the, yeah, it's going to take us. Yeah, I felt a little rusty on the return episode. And I I was doing the show by myself. A mock one at home, <laughs> with I'd have to have mic stands. And he had he had dolls and chairs. <laughs> what do you think, Miss Polly? JLA was pretty good this week, no? Tom, what's your? Tell me how I should feel. And I said, yes, it was good. Yes, you should buy this. Yeah. It was great. Some great episodes. So, do you have Miracle Man? In what form do you have it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> have no, listen. No, I, I have. I have uh, <laughs> I think the first nine or ten issues, I, you, and then see, I have the rest of it digitally. Yeah, I do not. I do not. I do not really pirate comics. I, do, I just okay. don't do it. I don't like reading them like that. The only thing I've ever done that with is Miracle Man. You, you can't, can't get, get it exactly, yeah, and I feel entitled. That and British TV shows, but either way, <laughs> yes, yes, high five. Well, <laughs> honestly, I don't. I wouldn't. I mean, like rereading Miracle Man past the sixth issue, I really don't care about that. I mean, that oh, book really? just gets stupid. Huh? It, well, not stupid, but I mean, it just gets silly. I mean, it's like. The tone of it completely changes, and the first like five or six issues are fantastic, uh, but then it just becomes very bizarre, and, and uh, I don't know. I think if that when and if that ever gets reprinted, people are going to be really disappointed in it because it's so That's so talked dated. Up. And, yeah, it's, it's like, so yeah. talked up. It, well, because it's the thing that doesn't exist. Really that one will read it and be like. <sighs> I mean, it's kind of interesting because you see him play with a lot of the conventions of stuff that he he later did in like V for Vendetta and Watchmen, but it's very early stuff and it's very rough. He doesn't have it quite polished at that point. So I just think people are going to be really disappointed. It's more like an early demo I tape. I think it's one of those things where if you were around at the time, it was probably the most amazing thing. But since then, it's actually all become so cliched and repeated from what right. he did the first time that it's hard to appreciate well, it. The, yeah. the all-in-the-family syndrome, as I call it. Well, the, the, the century. Yes. Well, well don't no. get Tom started on the century. 
Well, no, I'm talking about the 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 Jenkins miniseries. It was Jay Lee. Yeah, a lot of people thought that it was very derivative of Miracle Man. Well, but, I mean, you have a I lot of that. a lot of work that was really derivative of the book Superpowers, mm-hmm. uh, and which was written before all of those. And you know, I mean, they all kind of wasn't it Super Folks or Super Folks? Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It's like folks. no, no one's ripping off the Alex sorry, Ross. Yeah, no, <laughs> super Folks. Super Folks. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, they all kind of stemmed from that. I think I have had those. I've had those files on my computer for like two years now, and I've read like two issues. I just hate reading comics like that, so yeah. I just haven't done it. And I'm like, yeah. this is supposed to be a great work, and I just can't. You can't get into. I don't want to read it like that. Well, I it's, guess you it, need the it's, paper. it's still incomplete, though, right? Well, no. I, more finished. I mean, more finished his run of it basically, and then like two years later. Well, more did. 12 or 15 issues or 13 issues I think and then he took like a year off because there was problems with the publishers and then he came back and did like two or three more issues but you could tell the change in it was so drastic and then he's finished it at like 16 I think or something like that 17 maybe and then a while later Gaiman came in and did it is 25 issues, yeah. I think. So. Well, no, it went up to 20. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. was like 10. Eight, I can't, I can't imagine issues. taking that much time just in between issues, taking years. You between. can't? You read Marvel books? Yeah. <laughs> Intentionally. Did you pick up the Action Comics Annual? This <laughs> How long was that? That was... It was a while. It started in December 2006. Holy wow. Crud. It was a really good end. I mean, it, it would have been better if... I remember being so excited. I read that first issue of Action Comics. This was the first issue of Action Comics that I had bought in maybe ever. Yeah. And I was like, that was really good. And it was even it was even a little cheesy, but in a, in a good way. Like yeah. in a Jeff Johns way. I think it's the Donner. Donner yeah, no, it was the Donner. Donner. But I was like, I all right, I'm going with it. And I read that one. And the second one, I was like, I'm having fun with this. I love the art in it. Yeah. I, I love the panel it layout. for how long it took. Yeah, well, that's true enough. Ridiculously good. Was, I didn't it, was it Kubrick's fault that it was yeah, so delayed? So. Was it? What the hell else is he doing? There's sub- substitute teaching a lot at the, at the school. school. Yeah. Like, they get a call. Like, I need you to come in. He's like, oh, I got pages to finish. <laughs> Dad! <laughs> no! I need you! You get down here right now. You don't want to disappoint the family, do you? Yeah. You call, get down here. Right, right after. Right after you mow the grass, get down here. Yeah. God. Call your brother. That's a well. I mean, we've been seeing that you know, D- DC's been doing that. I'm I'm, I'm kind of split on, and it seems to happen with uh, Superman books, where they'll start a storyline, and for some reason the conclusion to it will be delayed, and then they'll start another storyline, and then come back and finish. They did that with Superman Confidential on the the Darwin Cook and uh, and Tim Sale run, where the, it was what was that a six issue story? They got. Uh, Five? Got to issue five and then didn't finish it until like twelve. Well, that's a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. I mean, yeah. like they can At just stop they the book, yeah. you know, or they can put out product. You know, it's it's the the publisher is, sh- is shoehorned really. There's, there's not sure. much they can do. What, People you, complain I, about it either way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I finally got to the point. It's like you know what. When it comes out, I'll be here. So go ahead and start another Hopefully. story. I can, I yeah. Oh, I the way you drink, you never know. <laughs> yeah, never say that, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> sucking, <laughs> sucking down chicken wings like that. I mean, come on. Oh, you're just asking for trouble, buddy. You not. I just hope I live long enough to see the end of this action comic story. <laughs> <laughs> my dream. Call Johns. How does it end? How does it end? <laughs> what happens in the end? I I, I can't tell you. That would be one. No, it doesn't. I just can't tell you. I thought it was. Uh, uh, and d- did you guys read it? Did you read the actual comics? Did you, did you read it? I have yes. not read it yet. It I really liked that um, the last couple pages in the back where they sort of reintroduced all the cast of characters. Like yeah. they brought back the like Steve Lombard character, like the actual people that work at the newspaper. They brought back people that you're supposed to remember. Mm-hmm. So it seems like no one else works there that you're ever supposed <laughs> it's to. Just three people yeah, it's just like three people and random people who come and go. And extras. Yeah, so it was nice to see them reintroduce, like uh, you know, the the football jock sports reporter who picks on Clark Kent, <laughs> and uh, the gossip columnist, and uh, only John. Well, only she had been, yeah, John's had. They kind of did it, sprinkled it throughout. Yeah, the, it was the nice issues. to see, like, oh, there's more people that work at the uh, <laughs> more, people, more people with full names at the DC Universe. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Jim Johnson. He works down in oh. copy editing. It's like finally, finally, it happened. Well, 
we've uh, uh, anxiously await this year or this week's pick of the week. Can you give us a little uh, little preview? And I was going to ask, whenever you do these, uh, whenever you do these conventions, how do you find time to first of all read your books while you're traveling and do? And did you guys go like go back to the hotel last night and record an episode? Uh, that would have been really sloppy. Everybody wants have. to. No, I mean basically like when it comes to this this kind of week, we had to, we had crammed basically. It was like Wednesday. I had the pick of the week. Uh, the way that it works is that you know Wednesday the books come out. We try to put a pick. Of, the pick of the week goes up Wednesday night, and then on Friday there's a short video episode, the mini, uh, about it where we where we show the book. <laughs> That's right, nice. You almost off. You missed one. Yeah. Uh, and then on Sunday the audio pick of the week show comes out, <laughs> which I mean you've got the pick of the week just crammed down your throat as much as possible. I don't know. I, I had a shitload of books that I read on Wednesday. I wrote the thing that night. I shot the video that night. I edited it. I uploaded that on Thursday. It's out on Friday. We recorded the show Thursday night before we left, you know, on the flight Friday morning. Ron got here Friday, edited the show, you know, put it up on Sunday. <laughs> it's not, go. it's, it's a good not thing you guys are young. That's all I Yeah. Jesus. Absolutely. So what, what was your pick this week? Pretty Baby Machine number one from Image Comics. Ooh, that was really? good. Huh? I haven't read it. Really it good. And really good. based on the title, uh, it has nothing to do with reproduction. What? <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not that's an attractive baby mama. Girlfriend. That's my oh. nickname for my girlfriend. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a story set in Chicago. Ooh. 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 1930s. Uh, sort of uh, fictional history. Uh, gangsters. Uh, uh, pretty. Pretty. Pretty boy, boy Floyd, Floyd. Machine Gun Kelly. Wait, there are gangsters in Chicago in the 30s. It's true. Magic it's true. Involved. And they. And they're all going to take on. Ready for this? Babyface Nelson. Al Capone. That's yeah, Babyface Nelson. And they're going to take. Oh. And so uh, it's. It's. Uh, it, I don't think it's a true history, but it's all real characters and real settings. No, and none of those stuff. guys took on Capone. Yeah, no, it, it was great. It was it was a really good, it's only a three issue mini, so um, I'm have to pick that up. Yeah, in trade. Get over to ifanboy.com for more details. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> nice. Well, Tom, uh, should we do a, a little impromptu top of the stack here? Yeah, why not? With that, okay. I, I have to go work. Yeah, go. Oh, work, okay. I have to go be on shows. Yeah, All right, go take brother. care of business. I'll see you around. Yeah. All right. See you guys later. See you. All right, thanks. See you at the bar. Give him a hug. Oh, hug, hug goodbye. <laughs> Everybody has to give us a hug. All right, yeah. yeah. All right, that's hugging. That's a good hug. It's a good hug. Yeah. My pick of the week would have been... No, 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 no. That's oh, their show. Come on. Damn you, Tom. Thank Jesus. Top of the stack been hanging been, out with uh, him too much. Ran Thanagar, uh, Holy War, number oh, really? one. Oh, yeah. really? That's uh, Starlin? Starlin and Ron Lim. And it was really good. Oh, nice. It's really, really well is this all? Is this all spinning out of... Um, it was the... Uh, uh, it's got the cast ties Ran to Thanagar 52. War? Yeah. Uh, Countdown. Countdown to Adventure. Right. Carrying and over mis- a lot of And Mystery ideas. in Space. Yes, in Mystery yes, in that, Space. That's what I was trying like to think of. The whole plot of it is that the character... Lady Sticks from 52 in Countdown to Adventure, she infected uh, ra- ra- Ran with a disease that makes everyone worship her and mm-hmm. become sort of like lunatics. Well, Adam Strange got rid of the sickness, but it turns out that the Iranians really like having a god because they're really they need, they science, need they're really science-based, right. and now they've become like fanatics and they still believe in her even though they're not infected. So he's trying to figure out a way to like get them to stop because the um, Thanagarians are now worshipping the, the, um, the church that was in um, Mystery in Space. Okay, so yeah, yeah. The, They're on the same planet and they both are following these really fanatical religions and they're sort of on a course to like collide with each other. So the story is a lot of uh, Adam Strange a lot of Adam Strange and you know working with Hawkman but there's all tons of characters. They didn't, like, they didn't they weren't worshipping Lobo? The fish god. It's got like a really big epic cast to it because you have uh, Adam Strange and Hawkman, but you also have um, Capt- uh, Captain Comet, or just mm. Comet, Comet, as he likes yeah. to be called, in Tyrone. It's ju- no, no, it's, it's just it's Comet. Yeah, and there's some really funny parts because Comet doesn't want to do dangerous jobs anymore. So he's tired, in, tired, tired of dying. Yeah, and Tyrone is like you know, angry because they're going to be poor. So he's trying to talk about... I, mean, I, want, it, I, I want Sterling to do another Captain Comet book. I, so, I really enjoyed that. Oh, thing. Mystery in Space it was great. The second trade just came Bizarro out. Bizarro is in it, and so is... Really? Uh, there's a scene with Bizarro and one of the old star men, Prince Gavin, where Bizarro crashes on his world and is, like, wrecking everything, and Prince <laughs> Gavin... Prince Gavin has, you know, he's got a plan to... Uh, He's, he uses the something that no one ever does, where he speaks reverse to Bizarro, so Bizarro doesn't get angry, and he's like <laughs> talking to him and like in invites Bizarro. him to have a meal. 
<laughs> so it's like it's really weird. and you don't quite know how that's going to tie into the overall story. But interesting. It's very good. Starlin, you know, Starlin's such an interesting writer. I mean, the guy's had quite the the history of, of big things. Oh, he does. Stuff, he does cosmic probably he better does, than he, anybody. Yeah, he does still do some amazing yeah, cosmic stuff. Fun. And and he has seemed to tie in. You know, he ties in so many sort of real emotions about stuff, whether it's sickness or dying or family or well, there's a suicide religion bomber in the or, issue you know, so I mean, it's like he, he's able to I think that's what makes his, his his sci-fi stuff so successful is that he doesn't tie it in with like he doesn't tie it into reality with like common uh, objects or places but he uses like things that everybody goes through yeah he used, he used gu- guideposts and it was quite funny too it was, yeah I kind of like it was like Mystery in Space you know the way he writes Comet and Tyrone is very <laughs> funny and yeah, very it's like different from how I usually think of Starlin's right, writing. Right. You know, I he's usually killing someone. Yeah, it's usually more cosmic. You know, yeah. it's usually more cosmic and bigger and like not so um, personal dialogue. You know, I wouldn't say that's the thing I think of when I think of Starlin, but he is doing that really well yeah. with those have specific. Have characters. you guys read Cosmic Odyssey that he did with Mignola yes. years and uh, years ago? I think I had. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite. DC stories. It's uh, if you're if you're not a DC reader and, and you want to, to read a, a great uh, just you know a great story about that certain era of the JLA and some fourth world stuff. It, it's really a fun series, and you get to see uh, a younger Mike Mignola's art yeah. way before Hellboy, and it is it is a great story. It, it holds up incredibly well because Starwin has such a great feel for cosmic stories. Well, I was surprised by how much I liked Ranthana. I just picked it up and was like, yeah, oh, you know, it looks interesting, and I was like, I was actually really good. And yeah, I, was, like, I mean, surprised. it's one of those books that it's like, ah, eh, you know, it almost seems like a throw-in kind of thing. Yeah. But I read it and I was like, that was pretty good. And the art was pretty good, too. It was nice. It was Ron Lim? Ron Lim, yeah. He's, he, you know, he, what did he do? Didn't he just do something else before that? I'm not sure. I, thought, I can't remember. He's got a, such a cool style because it's like older school. Yeah. He's, he's updated it. Yeah. So that, and with the new coloring and stuff. It really does look cool. really cool yeah. with the... With the coloring is really cool. It's like comic booky yeah. coloring and yeah. like very bright and that's cool. It's nice. Good for Let's a check cosmic it out. Story. Yeah. Sure. Um, story. My top of the stack this week, uh, or pick of the week, in uh, in honor of our I fanboy brethren, uh, House of Mystery number one. Oh yeah, yeah. I I just kind of picked it up at the at the shop. I had kind of forgotten that it was coming out. And uh, it's Bill Bill, Willing- Willingham. Bill Willingham, and I'm trying to think Billingham. who the uh, Billingham, as I like to call him, who the other who the other writer is, and I'm Matt I don't Star- Sturgis. Sturgis, Sturgis, yes, yeah. and and a host of artists. It's yeah. basically uh, DC's new horror anthology, almost. I, I can't call it a, an anthology. It, it's it's not a true anthology. No, and it, I don't think it's going to be an anthology book either. But but it kind of reads as the, one. The but, initial but, one certainly did, yeah. But in a very interesting way, in that they'll they'll introduce a story in the middle of the book that will kind of stand. Yeah, yeah. It, that would be a you know a stand, almost a standalone story with a new artist to to, it, to set up that the the feel of that of that story. So it all it almost has an anthology feel. And for people that don't aren't familiar with the House of Mystery, it's an old DC. Uh, Book title House of Mystery, and then you had House of Suspense, House of Secrets, or House of Secrets, right? And uh, it's nobody knows much about it, hence the name. But uh, um, it was there's people up. that are trapped there. Basically, it's a spooky house in a cemetery, and it, sh- it changes shape and uh, all sorts of things. And and, uh, and there's people there that are are trapped in it. And well, it, it was it was picked up uh, by by Gaiman. In Sandman, and, yeah, and so Sam and Sandman. Yeah, so you see a lot of the the same these. We ran for a quite a while back yeah. in the sixties. Well, it was it started as. Um, you can get it in showcase, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just an anthology, but over time they introduced sort of Kane, who's the guy who owns the house, and he sort of became like your crypt keeper for right, all the stories. Right. And then they sort of tied the house. I think Alan Moore did a story that tied the guy who ran the House of Secrets was uh, Abel. Abel and they right. were brothers and every day they meet up and Cain kills Abel, Abel and then the next day he's alive again and they meet up and <laughs> there's like a rivalry between the two and their house like exists in this another another world right. where um, you know things happen that are mysterious and that's but, and that's how the book opens up yeah. is, is with is with the Cain and Abel scene but uh, 
the 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 middle story that uh, was it Jill was it Jill Thompson that illustrated the the no. The, no, the fly no. story no, no. Who, it wasn't Jill I can't remember yeah once again I, I don't have the book Pablo Ruiz or something like that or no I don't remember because no. I know because I know that Jill's going to be doing work on on the yeah. series I so. don't remember the artist. but yeah just just the freakiest story about um, um, sex with giant flies. Yes, it was very <laughs> creepy. Uh, fit the, I mean, to take a horror anthology and put it in Vertigo, that, that was a perfect yeah. story to kick it off because it was sort of out of the blue and, and very creepy and weird and bizarre. But yeah. hopefully, I mean, it, it was a very cool first issue, and hopefully, and, and, go well, on for yeah, a while. The, the, the setup is that these people are trapped in the house at this in this in a bar, kind of a other world bar, and they entertain each other by telling stories and those will be the stories right. that, like the that happen in this. Yeah. the currency of the yeah of the yeah. house because they have no other currency yep. the only currency we have is our story so yeah uh, House of Mystery number one very impressed looking forward to uh, to the next one so check that out if you haven't and uh, if you're uh, you know horror is your bag the horror, the horror books well what my top of, the stack, top of the stack I have a top of the stack Miracle it's an older Man book no uh, the Old uh, Testament yes the Old Testament I really like no um Actually, I, I just picked up uh, the the release of the Killing Joke hardcover. Ooh. Uh, Alan Moore and, and Brian Bolin and Dave Stewart. You finished that up. Oh, uh, no, it wasn't Dave Stewart. You uh, finished that up over about Idaho. Yeah, okay. I was reading it on the plane. and um, Obviously, I, I've read it before. It had been a while, but I, um, I picked up the hardcover, which is gorgeous. The recoloring on it is phenomenal. I mean, Bolin's work is, is so good. Anyway, but the recoloring was really well done. If you have the uh, the Alan Moore stories of the DC universe, which has the Killing Joke in it, yeah, do yourself a favor and pick up this hardcover. Yeah, it's it is really nice. It is, oh my God, so much better than that. The first oversized and the recoloring. I mean, you have to do a side by side comparison. Yeah, it's certainly worth. And it, it wasn't very expensive either. I mean, it's not it's a very pricey. 20, 20, Twenty bucks. You can get it on Amazon for like fifteen or something. But um, or in stock trades.com. Sorry, sorry. But you know, reading it again, it was interesting. Just kind of thinking of it in context of the time, and and still, it it sort of surprises me how that book became canon, and they let Alan Moore sort of do that stuff. You know, Barbara Corden becoming paralyzed and and, uh, basically tortured by the Joker, and and Jim Gordon driven a bit insane, and and just it it was just surprising. It's a brutal book. Yeah, it's oh, it's very brutal. It's not very long it's not a particularly long story and and it's uh it just it, it really reading it now it almost seems like it would have been an elseworld story or just a sort of not throwaway but just we can't use no this yeah you know what i mean I, it, it sort of surprises me that they stuck with the, it yeah stuck with it and really really did it um i know there's people that hate that story because of the ending we had this conversation on the plane. I, I said that. The, See, I reading yeah, that. Ahead, reading yeah. that, my my only problem with it was at, at the very end, the uh, Batman and the Joker laugh over, like hysterically laugh over everything that is that has taken place, and you know, considering for, the brutality of what the Joker yeah, has done it's you know, Jim Gordon's been run almost insane. Barbara Barbara Gordon may be dead or dying, and it's like, oh my God, how can how can Batman be laughing after all of these terrible, terrible events? And it it, it sat with me very weird. But then you kind of uh, well, I just it, I, to it, me it, yeah. it, it, it seemed to make sense because you have two people that are both sort of opposites of the same coin. They're both crazy They're in crazy. their own way. They're obsessed yeah. and crazed. And if you you know like the joke that the Joker tells at the end is a perfect example of what that ending means. Is that there's no changing it. You know. Batman is never going to change the Joker. The Joker is never going to change the Batman. They, they, they'll never, you know, if you look at it in a meta sort of way, they're never going to stop fighting, and they're never going to stop being who they are. So all they can do is laugh about it at yeah. some point. Otherwise, you know, I think that the the joke at the end really was the the illustration of what they were trying to say. Because if, if you don't know the joke, it's a lunatics trying to escape from a, a lunatic asylum, and they're on a rooftop, and the one. Uh, one says, how are we going to get a... Or the one first guy jumps over the roof. The second guy goes, I can't make that jump. Third guy goes, oh, I have a flashlight. I'll shine, shine it across the roof so you can walk on it. And the, the second guy goes, what, do you think I'm crazy? And when I'm halfway across, you'll turn it off. And to me, I mean, that's just yeah. a perfect example of, like, that conversation they were having because the whole book is about Batman going, this is going to end badly. We are... one of We're going to either... I'm going to kill you or you're yeah. going to kill me. Maybe one we of can change. We can yeah. stop this. We don't have to do this. And the Joker basically saying, yeah... 
we do because there's no changing. There's no we are crazy in our own ways. So to me, it didn't it didn't bother me. But at the same time, to take that story and and leave it as canon, that's why I think the story worked in it in and of itself as a self-contained sort of thing. But to use it in canon seemed because uh, because I read ah, it, I, and not that I don't like it. I mean, I I still think Barbara Gordon as Oracle is a much better character. Oh, absolutely. Than she ever was as Batgirl. A congresswoman, as congresswoman Barbara Gordon. Gordon. Bar- Bar- Con- is, it, is she congress? She was. She was when congresswoman. She, yeah. yeah. Um, Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then it, uh, also with the hardcover, there's a backup story that Brian Boland did specifically for it. Uh, basically, he he does a little intro to it, and he said that he 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 really just wanted to. Uh, sort of draw all the scenes of Batman that he didn't get to draw in this. Um, and so it starts off him talking to you and saying that he just wants to be a bad person. And <laughs> and so he just kind of like tortures and kills the Batman in this little backup story because uh, he can. Um, but, I mean, it's it's absolutely beautiful. It, it, make, it makes you it makes you want to see Brian Boland do regular comic work because it is so, oh, yeah. so good. Well, and interesting, in, in his foreword of the book, he says... He hasn't since that book. He has not done a uh, superhero comic for anyone other than Alan Moore, and he says it's almost been a tribute to him, saying once you've worked for the best, with the best, there's yeah. no point in going anywhere else. So he hasn't done anything other than his own stuff and, He's and done covers, covers and, yeah. but he hasn't done a, a book other than an Alan Moore book. So, uh, yeah. So he's he's friggin' awesome. Yeah. If you have a chance, pick up the. The art of Brian Bull and his big hardcover, uh, it's just amazing. He's it's doing his, the Jack of Fables covers right yeah, now, so if you're not familiar with him, look at the yeah. Jack of Fables. Did he do the um, the Animal Man covers? Are those yeah, Bowling covers? Yeah. Yeah. He did the Flash covers yeah. during John's run for a while. Um, what else did he do? Didn't he do a Shadow Pack cover, too? Or you mostly see his stuff on the mystery or He did a story or? in the Fables... Like a two-page in One Thousand and One Nights. Okay, okay. Of Snowfall, yeah, he did yeah. Like a two-page story. Yeah. Oh, he's. Can I throw in another one that Absolutely. I no, read? No, 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 um, <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm not gonna be able to remember. We're here for two days. Yes. It, Talk it, it, all you it's want. It's the the countdown to mystery. Was that the doc? Or no. Yes. It was the Doctor Fate? The mini? one that Gerber died Gerber? before. Gerber. Yeah. Countdown to mystery. Uh, God, was that good? And it's really, I mean, uh, a shame that he didn't get to finish because I I loved that. Really? Well, it was very bizarre. I'd yeah. say really. I mean, it's the Gerber, only thing that bothered so it was awesome. I wish it would have been in a book by itself. Outside longer, of... Uh, without, uh, yeah, yeah, and without the other story. Yeah. I yeah. kind of... Yeah. To, the I other was, story was I'm waiting really, for it to, it come, to come out. come out as its own. As its own. And I don't... Do you remember who the artist is on that? Justiano. Wasn't it Justiano? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think... And awesome. Just... Phenomenal, knocked it out. Yeah, of I got the first two, and then I was like, I'm gonna wait for it. I'm gonna wait for it. It was excellent. It really was just a phenomenal story. Really cool. I mean, obviously, if you're like an old school Doctor Fate fan or something, you may not like it because it's a, it's a different, whole, yeah. yeah, totally different kind of thing. Basically, a guy that becomes Doctor Fate that doesn't really want to doesn't. He's basically homeless, alcoholic, ex psychiatrist, yeah. right? Um, and the whole, and then he gets the helmet, and is sort of a going it's like the through. grandson of the original yeah, Doctor Fate, yeah. like yeah. Uh, but it, it's ju- it was just an excellent story. I mean, it really was one of my yeah. favorite things that nobody ever mentioned. Yeah, it was uh, one of my one of my favorite JSA characters. So, think any yeah, any, any any chance of him? I really liked, up in JSA. No, not the Gerber no, version. Not this but one, the no. I liked what Gerber did because, to be honest, I always thought Doctor Fate was sort of toxic in a way because his history, the kid. Ca- there's a reason why I think they sort of shuffled him off at the end of JSA. Yeah. The response because his, his, if you really look at that character, Hector Hall, I mean, yeah. then they hit, just it's impossible to figure out. Well, right, 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 right. Right. Any, any character's history that gets tied in with uh, with Hawkman, you're going to have some and issues he was with. In Sandy, <laughs> his character was important to Sandy. Right, it's like right. he's been tied to like a thousand different things, and it got to the point I think where there was so much baggage. That I you couldn't do a lot of stories with. And Gerber did a good job of finding a way to just to make a Doctor Fate that doesn't have tied to anything else. He doesn't have a thousand pieces of info right. about him. He doesn't have a history as like four other characters. But at the same yet. time, giving you sort of some history on yeah, there's a the few, helmet of fate, yeah, and more so than Doctor Fate necessarily. But 
I, I just thought it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic story, fantastic art. I really, really, I mean, it was just surprising. It was like nobody, had, I'd never heard anybody even talk about it once uh, on any podcast. Yeah. I was just like, man, this is such a good book. Well, I mean, that's been that's been D.C. for the last couple of years is that, you know, if you can get past the, the event books and, and kind of the their, what they're really promoting, they've had, They've had some mini series and some smaller series that have been outstanding comics, and I and I, and I don't think that they get talked about enough. You know, we they were get talking, overshadowed. Yeah. You know? Well, we were talking. We were talking about uh, Mystery in Space, which I think was a, a awesome. really underexposed book. It was. It was a great. I think mini-series. it. Ended, I mean, it, I think it got a bit because when we were at Wizard World last year, and, mm-hmm. and uh, people were asking for a Captain Comet. Well, I actually it. asked. Hey, well, oh, I've right. in, the, in the panel with uh, mm-hmm. Starlin. I asked, and the crowd. Yeah, I mean, there was a, a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of people in the crowd that I mean, were like cheering, wanting the same thing. So I, I think it got a, a fair amount of. But uh, yeah, it was a really good book. That yeah. well, you see, you know, some of the, like the minis, and I, and I think it really started with the uh, uh, Infinite Crisis minis that that all led into that with uh, um, the. The Secret Six, and or that was the the Villains United, and and, right. well, the, and Shadow yeah. Pack, and these really good series that kind of spun out of that. We talked uh, last week about uh, Secret Six becoming an ongoing, and I you know I love that uh, that they're going back to the you know the Animal Man, Corey, and uh, See, the um, thing that bothered story me, storyline, yeah. The oh, only yeah. thing that bothered me with those Countdown books is I thought the Countdown to Adventure story, the lead story, was also very good, but it was wrapped up with that forerunner story. Yeah, which was And it awful. was like so it's a tough position because as a consumer you're paying like three ninety nine for a book that's got two stories and one of the stories I didn't really want to, to read. read. Right. Like the Eclipse story. Well you story, feel you like you have to because you paid for it. The Countdown to Mystery one, yeah, it didn't really care about the Eclipse yeah, story all that much. Like it had nice art but the story itself was just sort of like eh. And it's bad because it makes it very easy to say like I I, I dropped well, it because I'll, I'll wait for it to come out in one as its own trip. Well, well that's so that was yeah. like uh, Doctor Thirteen in the in the um, Spectre. Tales of the Unexpected. Yeah, Tales of I love the Doctor Thirteen. The Doctor Thirteen was phenomenal. <laughs> the Spectre one was eh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but but compared to the Doctor Thirteen, the backup it was story fantastic. Was, I looked yeah. more forward to reading the backup <laughs> yeah. story. The but they were smart and they put that out by itself. Did, okay, they, yeah. they did put that. Yeah, they, okay, they put that out. That was Azarillo. Yeah, yeah, which is. Bizarre. It's not, it's not what you normally no. see from Azarillo. Going back to Azarillo, you know, 100 Bullets, after reading that again, I was like, man, why has no one scooped this guy up to write a crime TV show? A week, you know, on FX, like FX Network TV yeah. show. It's like this guy, 100 Bullets basically should be a weekly show on FX. Yeah. Uh, he writes such good, amazingly good dialogue. Like it's it's it kind of campy better. noir, but it's updated and. Yeah. Well, you, you, whenever you think Ezreal, you think about the the very complex, multi layered storylines. But you're right. It, you, you sit down, you read a page of his, uh, and he his, puts his so much. Is very his compelling. dialogue does such a good job of telling you way more than what happens on the page, yeah. telling you histories and things, and 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 I think that's what part of the the, the I don't want to say problem, but it's part of the the well, I guess problem reading 100 Bullets. And why it's so complex is because he does that stuff. But if you you know if you really kind of look at, at his dialogue, is just so the timing on it is flawless and uh, it never you, it never feels it never feels stressed. forced. Yeah, it never, it's, it, it, it's just so good. It's like why is this guy not writing a, a TV show? Why isn't he doing more? Damn it, Brian Azzarello, get out there and the one. Yeah, I mean reading it monthly. Oh, it's impossible! Really, I, it, I don't know it, anybody. It's, it's a book that people create spread Excel spreadsheets yeah, yeah. to to track characters and their connections to each other. But if you read about ten issues at a time, or yeah. you know, I just, just read like each arc, you know. it's just too hard to. You have to either sacrifice how much layering there is, or you sacrifice, um, or you have more understandability. And right. You can't tell the story you want. It's like 22 pages isn't a big enough chunk. It's to definitely something to be read in trade. I yeah. think it works really. But even that, I think you have to read like. I think you like. I know you a lot of people that five trades. Trade yeah, though. five trades. I think just wait till it's done. I ain't coming to get. I ain't coming to get them. Absolute and just read the whole damn thing at once. I ain't coming to get my uh, my singles. I'm going to get them bound in like bound. four volumes and do a nice, very yeah. nice. The whole do you set. have any bound? Have you bound any? I have comics? not. I have not bound not any yet. comics yet, and I've been trying to think of the the right one. And I'm missing one issue of Gotham Central, or I was going to do I was going to do that series, but they're coming out in hardcovers now. Yeah. Which Son issue are you missing? Twenty five. I'll sell that to you for two hundred dollars. <laughs> Sold. 
Oh, you heard it on the air. That's, <laughs> I don't have that's it. That's a bound. Oh. Sorry. You don't. You should. I, I should. I yeah, why, why <laughs> should I? You should. You're the one that has all of them except that one. Failure. Why, is, why did you not get you that? Failed. I, you failed. That's why the book isn't, along, isn't around anymore. Because I didn't, you I, didn't buy that. Yeah, issue. why didn't you buy 25? Ba- Beatty didn't put it in uh, in my box that week, and, and it sold out of the shop, and I haven't been I, Maybe I can get it here at the convention. I'm sure maybe, you can. I'm sure you can. Around Comics is proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. Hello. Mid 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 afternoon. We're doing a podcast where we only interview other people. <laughs> <laughs> other podcasters. Oh, so we just got to we just got to bite a lunch to eat. So lunch to eat. Ah, ah Ron's dying. A bite, a bite to eat at lunch. The minutia. My, the minutia of the, the day. The minutia of the day. Yeah, my feet aren't really hurting. Sorry. That's good, but it's not a carpeted show. It's not a carpeted show at all. No, it's a hard concrete kind of show, unfortunately. It's an interesting show. I mean, it's smaller on the side, more in the vein of Heroes Con. Yeah, um, yeah. there's a lot of good-looking women. But, but also very indeed, sir. <laughs> beyond that, there's a lot of really good creators here. Yes, everybody's it's surprising. Everywhere. You just walk right up to them and they'll ignore you, and no, 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 no yeah, they, they say nice. no, no, go away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bumped into Ed Brubaker. He was on his way. Everyone's everyone's on their way to a panel. Either that, or that's the con- like two panels. or that's the yeah. convenient. Oh God, there's Chris. Uh, I'm going to a panel. So. <laughs> So I'll catch up with you uh, later. Like there's a million panels. Everybody seems to be doing these panels. Yeah, yeah well, there's a woman in a cape with a dog. It's crypto. <laughs> it's the evil crypto. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> the, the black crypto. Oh. So good costumes. I've seen actually some really good scrolls here. I, I haven't seen yet. a single scroll. Well, do you know? <laughs> Who do I'm you just trust? have to kill them. The <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust anybody at this convention. And Mr. Kidders, your defense is you thought that he was a scroll and you couldn't tell for sure until he was replaced. dead. I got replaced at Linda's last night. <laughs> By a 20 year old scroll. Yeah, he could get in. No, the best costume I've seen is this great guy gardener walking around. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowl, yeah. bowl cut. Bowl yeah. cut. Bowl cut. Yeah. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of hot. A lot of really good ones. There's not a lot of costumes, but there's a lot of really yeah, quality. There's high well quality. Like the mag- there's a really good Magneto. Well done. There's not a lot of like half-assed um, like that. Oh yeah, that Magneto was the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Magneto was really good. He looked like really Ian McKellen. Yeah. It was Ian yeah. McKellen. Yeah. <laughs> you shall not pass. You shall not. Did you guys see the uh, the like evil demon rabbit from Donnie Darko? No. Yes, I uh, did. That's probably too much. Yeah. If I saw I, an evil demon rabbit. I and I saw leave. mom and her daughter, and the mom's like, "Look at the bunny! Look at the, <laughs> look at the little bunny!" Yeah, it, er, eerily, like, yeah, it was like, yeah. "Wow, is that the actual the actual costume from the from the movie?" A uh, ratty rabbit costume. Yeah. So, I, uh, just, and it wouldn't be a uh, comic convention without uh, Star Wars. Oh yeah, the, the, uh, the, the stormtroopers are here. Apparently, the five hundred ones or whatever the five hundred first—they're just everywhere. <laughs> they're just me no speak well. They're just everywhere. Are, are they a mobile unit, or or do they have do they have like regiments throughout the country? I think I mean you would think that they'd have other five the five hundred second the five hundred third. I want to see them no. fight somebody. Yeah, exactly. I want to see their move. You yeah. know, we we I've never heard an interview with one of we need to. Tom, yeah, go give me a stormtrooper. You need to get as the official podcast. You guys should be on the stormtrooper. Uh, <laughs> definitely, and all the hot ladies. Yeah, yeah. We definitely, definitely need. Uh, Aren't they all hot ladies under the stormtrooper costumes? Isn't I like to. They're hotter with them on. <laughs> I, lo- I love it when, as we're talking, people are just randomly Promoting walking by <laughs> and throwing stuff at us. Yeah. Here you go. Here, What's here, free here? Is here, this talk- mic free? <laughs> <laughs> Can I go? This is talk the free about table, this, right? Check this banner. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. I can't believe they have a MacBook Pro at the free table. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, my job would love that. <laughs> Guys, God. I had a little problem this weekend. I was uh, looking for some books to buy. There's yeah. a... There's a few. There's some. Uh, there's some good twenty-five cent bins. You do have to fight old men for them, though. It's, yeah. yeah it's, there's guys with binders. Actually, I didn't know. Uh, I haven't seen any luggage carts. My I've one. Seen a few. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's oh, one really big, like. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. And he had them like. There. The bins were numbered. It's yeah. like you know, bin one. He has bin a. Two, he bin has three. a trolley. Oh, it's a dealer. Yeah, it's totally right. a dealer that that's come here, and it's like you see like eight of the same hardcover. That's you know it's like okay well that's that's there, a, that's quite a, a line for I wonder if you're, as a creator what yeah. you think when you see that roll up to you you know like I want I want to cut yeah, yeah. no kidding he's um, going to sell it all he's going to sell yeah. Steranko it's funny is he if you no he's not uh, he, 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 only, he only yeah, he, <laughs> he can't get in again his ID his ID <laughs> was no good I think he only does uh, the, the New York are, show yeah. but um, he's got he, a gig he has a thing he'll I think this is still how he does it he will sign books for free if he's personalizing them. Right. But if you ask him to just sign his name... He won't. It, well, he will, but at... He'll punch you. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Darwin <laughs> Cook. That's Darwin <laughs> Cook. He's the only one that physically abuses people. Uh, but oh, <laughs> hey, hey. Darwin's good. We love Darwin. That's Darwin why I love Darwin. Darwin lays the down when he has to. Absolutely. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a man of action. But uh, Stranko, I think, will charge like uh, like five bucks or something if it's if it's not personalized. Uh, and his whole thing idea. is, that is you know, if you, want, if you want me to sign it for you, then absolutely... But if you're gonna sell this, I want my cut, which yeah. I totally, I totally yeah. believe. I'm like Neil Adams, who just wants his cut of, of everything. Hey, man, he should get his cut of everything. Absolutely, yeah. everyone yeah. should get. Everyone should get everything. eBay is full of vultures, <laughs> scavengers. <laughs> scavengers living off the, the pop culture revolution. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, I think that's changed the the sketch, the whole. Uh, well, that's sketch why they all charge now. Absolutely, yeah. there was I forget what artist it was, but would do free sketches, and then he started seeing his sketches pop up on eBay for like sixty bucks, and he's. It pissed him off, and rightfully so. It's like, I'm doing this for free for people who like my work, and then you're turning around and selling it. Well, no, that's what we were saying, like, you know, six, seven, geez, six, seven years ago in San Diego, like, we filled sketchbooks of free sketches, yeah. like, and now it's just like, you know. The, 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 the lesson is, as always, the internet ruins everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure Gambit was involved, too. <laughs> There's a guy in a Gambit costume. And Roger Stern. I, I saw the I saw the Gambit. It was a Roger I'm Stern hoping. costume? Yeah, because I saw somebody that Roger dressed up as Roger Stern. It was amazing. It was so realistic. It was very lifelike? It was so realistic. I went up and touched the mask, and I was like... They're selling Kurt Busiek bodysuits over there. Oh, he's here. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. You know, the, he's wearing one, I believe. The The talent list for this show, is it, it really is. It's, yeah. it's outstanding. Artist Alley is, is amazing. Yeah, and it's it's not a big show. It's 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 smaller than WonderCon, which oh, I yes. I thought Small, it was smaller than Heroes, to be honest. Yeah, the, yeah. But I like that. Yeah, and so do I. Yeah. It's I mean, there's this reminds me of Chicago actually. Oh, minus the, the glitz. Rosemont. Minus the glitz. Yeah, the Rosemont. If you if you took the Chicago room and took out the video the, the three video game booths. The boom, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really think? Demon Wars. This reminds me a lot of Chicago. Okay, as far as it's yeah. it's it's a lot smaller than Chicago. Well, Chicago's the dealer area. The, yeah, the, it's very big. That's and Artist really Alley's big. huge, but no, but like the, the kind of room and the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's uh, and you guys are here, so that kind of buys. There you go, yeah. there you go. It's the yeah. the Chicago feel, but no, plenty, plenty of traffic. But I don't feel like it's it's not the crush that New York was. No. So yeah, I'm I'm a fan of the the this city. Great fan show. Of the show. It's a good show. Absolutely. Good Absolutely. times. Can I get a bell. Oh, <laughs> it's the, which we're calling this the Burnham Bell now. Oh, the Burnham Bell. Yeah. Give, give me a good ring. There's a pretty significant line for Kirkman over at the image booth. There is, yeah. It's been there. Oh, hey, hey, there we go. It's. Let me see if we can talk. Would you guys have a minute or two to to, to talk with us? We found some stormtroopers and uh, and get out of here. We're not cool. You're not as good. Have have a seat. Whoever. We were actually just talking about the, it's the 501st, correct? That's correct, yes. And and um, we've never actually talked to any members of the 501st. We have tons of questions. Are you guys like a mobile unit, or do you have regiments spread out around the country? Um, it, the 501st is actually an international uh, costuming group uh, that centers around the, the imperial costuming. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, it's uh, different garrisons and squads all over the country and all over the world. So. And, and we're the local uh, Garrison Titan. Garrison okay. Titan. And, and what is your name? Uh, my name is Walter. Walter. Do you yeah. wear the same costume every time? I this don't know. I've actually got um, two different versions of the officer costume, yeah. which I'm wearing now. Um, and then I also have a uh, Stormtrooper TK. 
Nice. Now, comic book conventions, the, the 501st has become a staple at, at comic book conventions. Are there other other conventions, like, like Gen Cons and, and, and gaming conventions or, or Star Wars conventions, obviously? Yeah, we, we, were, we had a huge presence at the, the Star Wars celebrations, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, four and three, um, and we actually to the point where Lucas uh, got us involved with the volunteering. Um, so we were actually involved with the planning as an organization, was involved with the planning of the event. Um, and as far as getting members to help out with uh, line control and, and various different things, uh, celebrity, you know, VIP uh, escort duties and things like that. Uh, just uh, the, the accuracy. <laughs> I'm the, sorry, the I just <laughs> looked around and I'm interviewing Boba Fett. <laughs> the accuracy. <laughs> I, it's, it, I mean, the Boba Fett costume is amazing. It's, Thank you. Where, where do you procure the, the, the costumes? Do you make them oh. yourselves or, or buy? I mean. Do you want to take this one, Mr. Fett? <laughs> you know, they're, they're kind of a mix of like fan-made pieces, um, friends that make pieces. I mean, they're all essentially fan-made, but, um, you know, guys make different parts and we're all friends. And yeah, and so, it's, uh, uh, it's a lot of it is, uh, like you're saying, fan-made, but then there's also quite a bit of uh, found parts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like like the end of his blaster. I mean, you know, if you look at it, it's actually part of a, a hair dryer. Or no, that one's the the flash tube. That's Sorry, the flash, flash tube, tube from the, old from camera. the uh, which the original lightsabers were made out of. Oh, oh wow! Um, wow. You know, and so things like that. Um, so we actually a lot of the costumes to make them more accurate are actually made using the same parts that were the prop makers used uh, when they were making them originally. Now, are there are there people that were involved in the films that? That stay involved with the the five hundred first and say, oh yeah, hey, this is this is what we used for for this and and a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the stuff though is just a lot of research and a lot of just you know watching the movies frame by frame and pouring over reference material that Lucas has put out um, and things like that. And, and it's gotten to be a little bit easier now. And the and the quality of the costumes has actually gone up within the last couple of years. With the with the introduction of the high definition and, and that version, sure, because we can pull a high def picture and then be able to just really zoom in on it and say, okay, this piece we thought it was this, but now we realize because yeah. we've been able to get a better. Oh, that's picture. a part of a toaster. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> that's a toaster knob. That's yeah, on that. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, locally, I know that you guys travel around and you do have a so do you get together, you know, like for card games and and, and show up in in costume. Armor parties. Yeah. Ar- armor parties. Armor yeah. parties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We do armor parties. Um, we're we're kind of like any other social ne- networking group in that um, you know we do get together. We have barbecues and we have you know get My together. MySpace with blasters. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, we'll do rock band tournaments. You know, just so you play if you play a rock band in the stormtrooper. Uh, not arm- so much. Not no. so much. <laughs> but see, that's an image in my mind. Now, sure now we also have subgroups of the 501st. We yeah. have what, what we call detachments. And I'm, I'm Trooper TK4205 of WhiteArmor.net, the first Imperial Stormtrooper detachment. Okay. Um, I'm the armor over there, so if, if you guys come see us at WhiteArmor.net, uh, you'll find a... Bell. We ring okay. that when someone plugs something. Well, <laughs> uh, nice. You'll find a lot of armor building tips over there. And uh, we've, we've been online now for two years. Uh, in the first uh, a year, we gained 800 members. Wow. Wow. So when people join, let's say someone was really interested in doing this, but they're not necessarily big into costuming. Is it like a like a, a networking thing where people will help you out and how to oh, put yes. it put oh, it together? Sure. You know, if you oh, don't yeah. really know how to to do it, there's yeah, yeah. And everybody has their skill sets. Like some part, some people might be like, oh, I'm you know I can sew. I'm pretty good at sewing. So you know. But, you know, when it comes to trimming plastic or, or, you know, modding this or that, you're not really good at it. So, you know, people will, you know, kind of barter, you know, abilities. You, you sew know? this for me and I'll, I'll mold this for you. Exactly. exactly. Oh, wow. I mean, does it amaze you that the popularity that the movies have sustained over the years, that, that this organization spawned out of this and now we're... What thirty thirty years removed? Thirty plus years, yeah. Well, it's I was I was ten years old when it came out in the theaters. I went to see it, mm-hmm. and uh, I've I've been waiting thirty years for this to, to own a set of this, 
and to be able to wear a, a stormtrooper and, and be a stormtrooper for, for the pilot. What about this? What was it about the stormtrooper that attracted you to being a stormtrooper? Because I would think mostly like the average kid probably doesn't watch the movie and think well, I want to be because they just keep getting shot. No. <laughs> yeah. well, you, you would be surprised. You would be surprised. Um, it's something about the white armor and it, you know yeah. it's pretty menacing and, oh, and sure. being yeah. you know one of just many you know. You and you're not sure what was in it when, when I seen it at yeah. ten. I wasn't sure what was inside. Yeah, that's uh, true. Whether it was a person or a robot, uh, but it was the most. We'd never seen a costume like that in the movies. Yeah, and it's now so iconic, and it was yeah. the the black and the white. I mean, that's no, that that's right. awesome. You know, it's uh, we were talking about it, and and have never taken the opportunity. You know, you guys are a, a fixture of every con that we go to, and it's like, why have we never talked to the five hundred first? This is awesome. Why? why Boba, Usually, the Boba Fett has yeah. like uh, that. The New York one, the one had a, a creepy voice that yeah. I didn't really want to. It was kind of off-putting. Okay, I know what it's. <laughs> so, so why, why, why Boba Fett? He, well, I don't know. When I saw the movies, when I was a little kid, he was the coolest, most intimidating guy. He captured the coolest guy in the movie, Han Solo. And I mean, how more badass can you be than Han Solo? You know, Absolutely. except with green armor. <laughs> and look at that helmet. Yeah, look, I it's mean, a nice yeah. sound. It's a, it's a it badass just, helmet. It was, it was just the most um, visually, like, shocking and uh, exciting costume to me in the movies. Now, the, just speaking of the helmets, and, and, and you don't have your Stormtrooper helmet on at the moment, I mean, how hot does it get at these things? It's a little warm. Yeah, it's yeah. A little, it's a little warm. you got to take breaks. Yeah, you, you know? got to go home just There's smelling like ass. Sweat. There's yeah, a lot of people sweating. Smell like ass. This is different than mine. Mine's uh, mine's plastic. If it's uh, if it's hot, I get really hot. If it's cold, I get really cold. Oh, no insulation. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of not not a good not a good R value in the <laughs> yeah. in the stormtrooper. You're not arm. the only Turn one. On the AC. Get lost Turn on the amongst AC. Amongst the con so, <laughs> yeah. you know. the con smell. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's everywhere. It is, a lot of people aren't wearing armor and are sweating. <laughs> and the other thing to mention with this the five hundred first. The other thing to mention with the 501st is, is uh, um, it was founded, and uh, one of the basic principles it was founded with was is we wanted to do, they wanted to do a lot of charity work, um, and so that's kind of just expanded with the, you know as the numbers have expanded of the group, we've really kind of expanded that charitable uh, nature, and I think that's one of the reasons why you see us at so many conventions and and other events. Um, we work a lot with Lucasfilm directly, and that whole relationship was built based on the fact that we, to begin with, we're doing a lot of charitable things. Mm -hmm. And Lucas is, is one for, and he really likes doing things for different charities. And so that drew him to us, and therefore we have been able to have a relationship with Lucasfilm uh, that's very coexistent, um, more so than probably any other fan group oh, that's out amazing. there. What, what, what charities is the 501st uh, involved with? Um, we do a lot of stuff with Make-A-Wish. Um, locally, we do a lot of stuff with Child's Play. Uh, today, we're uh, doing uh, the pictures and we're taking donations for uh, the Kent Children's Therapy Center, um, and which is great because they've got a corporate sponsor, which eludes me, um, but they've got a corporate sponsor who's going to match our donation. So that's going to be great. It's going to essentially double what we were able to, to make here at the con for them. Awesome. Um, I'll say children's hospital. Yeah, children's hospital. We do stuff for them, uh, toy drives and things like Much that. Much more charitable than the people that you're portraying. Yeah, well, I mean, you <laughs> know, come on, I'm charitable. Yeah, <laughs> right price though. We, yeah, we for always, the right price. You gotta look at. You know, the movies were written by the rebels. So you know, our image was we're written by the rebels. We're just trying to bring justice to the galaxy. Trying to bring order out of yeah. chaos. Well, that's History outstanding. Is written by the victors. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. More information if people want to know more about about the 501st. If you want to know more about the 501st, it's uh, 501st.com. Okay. Uh, if you're if you're local in the Seattle area, it's GarrisonTitan.com. Okay. For more and, uh, and that is all the, uh, White Armor and Net, Bring that Fett twice. Bounty Hunter Detachment is uh, the DentedHelmet.com also. <laughs> the DentedHelmet.com. Outstanding. You guys are wearing out the belt. Blowing up the belt. Guys, thank you so much. Thanks for the work and and always adding to the atmosphere of conventions. Have have a great show. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Bubba. That was that was surreal. I started laughing because I turned around and. As I turn around, I look, and there's Boba Fett sitting in a chair. <laughs> <laughs>
It's like <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. It's like it's the fat man. And that'll take care of our first episode from the floor of the Emerald City Comic Con. And I'm uh, back in Chicago as I'm recording this segment, so I can tell you with certainty that we have a lot more comic culture conversation, talks with creators and stories from the convention and Seattle coming up in the next few days. So make sure to check back for those. And uh, if your iPod is screaming out for more comic culture goodness, uh, there's a couple of podcasts I want to tell you about. First of all, you should uh, probably already know that Tom does a solo podcast called Tom vs. the JLA. It is released daily uh, throughout the week and is 10 to 15 minutes of funny and insightful commentary on the early stories of the JLA. And fans of Bullpen Bulletin should know that Vince B. has decided to dust off the microphones, and uh, he's convinced myself and David Price of Marvel Noise, and formerly of Bullpen Bulletins, to get together once a week and record a show called 11 O'Clock Comics. So uh, you can check either one of those podcasts out at iTunes or your favorite podcatcher of choice. And the uh, forum for 11 O'Clock Comics is at aroundcomics.com, so you can drop by and leave your thoughts on the show and uh, converse with Vince and Dave and tons of other good comic book fans. So once again, we'll have more coming from the Emerald City Comic Con in the following days, but rest assured, between now and then, we'll be everywhere in and around comics. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2008. record us uh, right. talking about Magneto. Hey, how's it going? Live from Seattle, you're listening to Around <laughs> Comics. Yeah, the, the end of Saturday's Around Saturday. Comics. We're here to announce that Around Comics has been acquired by <laughs> iFanboy.com. Yeah. And we'd like to welcome Tom Caters, our, um, our new guy. What, our new Josh. What? I already read some of them. Uh, were you aware of the fact that um, Sir Mixalot is a notable resident of or slash he notable? from not Is anymore. Sir a lot notable. If that's the best you got, you're in trouble. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bill Nye, the science guy. Uh, yeah. Another dude in the kilt. At least that one's longer. The other ones was short. And yeah, I was like school girl. Short. Like school, like school girl. That's a utility kilt. That's a specifically. Yeah. That's like Lee's crossing is. Utility yeah. kilt, sort of like, like. It doesn't it doesn't make sense because it's supposed to be so you could work in it, but then you're it's the one That's place not, where you no. want protection. It's like you have uh, none. I, my dad owns a construction company. I'm pretty sure if somebody showed up wearing a utility kilt, he'd to be beaten to death. Like a like <laughs> a, a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> like a belt loop's not gonna do it. No, it, yeah, it doesn't work that way. Are you actually recording? Yeah, why not? All right, that's fine. For making, I see. For those who um, this will probably never actually be aired, but. Um, the sadness of Saturday was a lot of us sitting at a table <laughs> waiting for people to come and getting the Sunday brush off and then just sort of... Well, today could be... I mean, tomorrow could be nuts for you. Sunday could be... Yeah, it's true. It's it, I, I, And I'm not worried. This is a small city. Yes, isn't it? The city has an approximate population of 600,000 in the metro area. Yeah. With the surrounding... That many live in my neighborhood. Surrounding is 4 million. Queens. Adidas uh. pants were outlawed in <laughs> Seattle in 19... This just in. <laughs> Adidas pants outlawed in, in New York City. Hear, but, you know, no one wants to hear this. I don't even know why I'm recording <laughs> no, this. No, I'll just this do it anyway. Stupid. Yeah.